Hey, this is Tony Held with the CBC EMP podcast. I am back with Dr. Stilly. Uh, we are having a short conversation about uh, IO access in the field, and uh, I think I sparked him. He has some info that he would like to share with you about easy IO access pre-hospital. Dr. Stilly? All right. So one of the things Tony and I have been chatting about is location of IO, tibial versus humoral head. Um, I am a huge proponent of humoral head when it's appropriate. So uh, the same caveats of no injuries, no cellulitis, um, can access it, that kind of stuff. But a couple of the reasons why I really like the humoral head uh, versus tibial, one is flow rate. Um, so you have a much higher rate of flow in the humoral head. Uh, EZIO advertises about seven liters an hour uh, in the humoral head versus two liters an hour in the uh, tibia, uh, even on a pressure bag. Uh, that's due to some moral more marrow space in the humeral head you have a wider area of absorption so you can just absorb more uh, another reason in cardiac arrest you have much higher flow rates to the heart uh, so it gets to the heart and then distributed in the body much faster from the humeral head uh, that's because it's closer and then there's more blood flow in cardiac arrest to the humeral head than the tibia just because of location uh, the body really clamps down on peripheral uh, vascular flow so you just don't get much blood flow down to the tibia so you don't get much blood flow back it takes about two minutes to get blood flow from the tibia back up to the heart humeral head even in cardiac arrest you're on the order of five ten maybe 15 seconds at the most so if you give a drug uh, in cardiac arrest and you give it in the tibia it's two minutes before it's having any effect it's probably pretty dilute by the time it is having any effect anyway. Um, another thing to think about is backwalling. So that is a big problem in the tibia to backwall the IO and actually go back out the other side. And think about the size of the humeral head versus the tibia. So the tibia is actually where we're going um, is a fairly narrow space. Uh, it's only about a centimeter and a half uh, across uh, uh, in the marrow on a full-size adult. Humeral head, you're actually thinking about two, maybe three centimeters across. So your chance of backwalling and infiltrating uh, in the humeral head is actually less than the, in the tibia. I've seen infiltrations in both. I've seen complications in both. It can definitely happen in both. Um, but I think the chance of a complication in the humeral head is actually less than in the tibia. And on the patient side, um, there is pretty good data that infusions in the humeral head hurt less than infusions in the tibia, uh, and that's because of that marrow space. You're not, you don't have to put as much pressure behind the fluid to get it to go into the humeral head than you do in the tibia. Um, there's actually a good video of EZIO. They drilled their medical director for EZIO in the shoulder uh, and then infused fluid in the humeral head. And he said it hurt more for the drilling than it did for the infusion. In the tibia, we've had pretty good data that it's opposite, that the drilling actually doesn't hurt that bad. Uh, it's the infusion that really, really hurts. So if we can decrease some of our patient's pain, I think that's a worthwhile pursuit as well. Um, for me, uh, when I first heard about the humeral head, I was a little apprehensive, uh, and it just took doing it a couple of times. Uh, in the field, uh, in a ditch, uh, in a house, uh, in another hospital, I've done it, um, as well as in our ER, um, just to get comfortable with it. I've used it on codes on the floor as well. So uh, um, definitely in a multitude of environments, um, I've been able to uh, drill people in the shoulder. And I've been using tibial for years, so pretty comfortable with that. But I, I really think that the humeral head gives us a few more options than tibial uh, for uh, patient care um, application. Do you still anesthetize your humeral IOs and your conscious patients with lidocaine? I would. I think that's still beneficial to do. So I think you can still push them through uh, and it'll be better, but you're not going to need it as much. Um, if, they're, uh, if the patient's really apprehensive, I still have a low... Um, uh, a low barrier to go tibial and awake patients, just they don't like looking at it. 
that's okay. But in a code or a really sick patient, just the rate of access that you get from humeral head is so much better. I think it's worth it. Now, speaking back to complications, something that I found very interesting was that in Australia, they have the exact opposite experience that American medicine has in complication rates. So we view tibial IO pre-hospitally as very easy, very low complication rate. Um, Humeral head is so much harder. And really, I think that goes back to how little we are trained uh, in standard pre-hospital paramedic programs in humeral IO access. Uh, Australia actually finds that they have less complications, less pain, uh, less provider errors with humeral IO. Uh, And I think that's because of all the things that you mentioned before, uh, such as backwalling. Something else that I wanted to ask you about was uh, sternal IO. Um, Do you see a future for us in the pre-hospital realm using sternal with new products coming on the market like the fast responder, kind of a less gruesome looking fast one? I think that's applicable with the right equipment. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be um, a need uh, in civilian pre-hospital care. We definitely think it's a need in military care because uh, of the rate of blast injuries, uh, taking all four limbs out of the picture for uh, IO access. And that's that's a good use for sternal IO. Otherwise, not really. Um, it does have a higher complication rate, at least in the older devices that were intended for the sternum. Um, and when we have the easy IO, I think the, the need for a sternal IO is going to be less uh, in civilian. Um, but it, it may be a need or there's a good device that comes down the road that makes that a better option than, and than what we have now. That's certainly a possibility. Now to satisfy my own morbid curiosity, um, do you think it's possible to do chest compressions with sternal IO? Is there an issue doing those two things together? I would say your uh, ability to do chest compressions is going to be compromised. Your risk for complications from chest compressions and the IO is going to be increased. Um, And you're going to have to come off the chest to do an IO. That's not good either if we're stopping compressions uh, to do the procedure. We know that anything that stops compressions is uh, bad for outcomes. So I think that's a limitation as well. Maybe someday we'll have a puck device that does compressions and puts in the I.O. and just gives all the drugs and shocks for us. That'll be ha- that'll be handy. And then we can just be ambulance drivers. Yeah, back to ambulance drivers. Uh, the last thing I'll throw out there, because it was a, a item that came up when I was discussing with another uh, provider. When I went through training, uh, I was actually lied to. I was told the tibial I.O. infusion uh, speed was uh, 45 seconds to the heart. And that's been proven in cadaver labs to not be the case. Um, where do you think that discrepancy is coming from? Do you think that the initial uh, trials were done in patients that were alive versus doing trials in cadavers? Or do you think that there was just some uh, poor evidence that initially led to those devices? I think probably it was a smaller set of evidence than we have now um, in possibly different conditions. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with the papers distinctly from previous to now to know what the difference is, but I I do know that the data that we have now is pretty good or good enough to know that it's a significant difference in time of infusion between uh, tibial and humeral head. All right. Well, if you guys have any more questions about IOs, I am sure Dr. Stilly would love to talk to you about them. Uh, he has definitely crossed me over to the humeral IO camp, uh, and I am sure that he will do the same for you as well. Uh, this was a CBC EMP shorty on Easy IO with Dr. Stilly, and we will catch you again later.